Ba 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 ba. Oh wow, we are so organized. <laughs> Scary. Now what do we do? <laughs> do 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 do. Welcome to the Yoko Podcast. My name is Greg Lewis. In case you missed it, last week, that is June 10th, Saturday, June 10th, we here at the Youngin Youngi chapter of Cotisol celebrated spring with a short presentation by Joe Kurd on why reading is hard for English language learners, followed by a lengthy barbecue. That's just the way we roll around here. Of course, these things take a lot of preparation and forethought to pull off smoothly. Why is this not connecting? Okay, well, something is being weird here. Don't be weird. I know, why is it being weird? Fly me to the moon. Of course, our clunky start and the threat of rain did not, I repeat, did not dissuade folks from trickling in. And you are? I've seen you. I'm not sure we ever actually got method. You look familiar. familiar. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys could time that a little bit better, you could do it. People meeting people, getting reacquainted. Uh, You said you work at a hog one? Yeah, I work at a Hakon and I teach from home. In the morning, I teach from home. Just like you. Oh. Yeah. You guys are singing from the same handbook. Yeah. I think so. You're married to a Korean as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. we're all in the club. <laughs> <laughs> no children? Ah. Oh. Clearing the air. Shotsu? No, uh, miniature picture. And setting the topic. So, what are you going to talk about today? Reading. Reading. And. And parse, yes, and why it's hard. And, and parsing lengthy sentences and why it's important. Yeah, that's well, pretty that's much in fun. a nutshell. Yeah. I have tried diagramming before. Like mm. I have a book and I mm. looked at it. Not all of it, but I yeah. looked at it. Some did. I never did it in elementary school. But I, I know a teacher, a principal in the US right now, and she says her students do it every day in class. Defining what we knew and didn't know. Yeah, they said bring your kids. Oh, well. No, uh uh-uh. I told my wife about this. She didn't seem too interested. No, about this. She's like, you can go. (laughs) We had some Korean university students in the audience, too. They seem a little excited about it. Not very excited, but just a little. Yeah, yeah. And after a lengthy introduction, Joe felt it was time to begin. Okay, so yeah, what makes reading hard? And I won't tell you the answer first. (laughs) I'm gonna give you some handouts, or one handout, and there's four short texts on it. And they're all difficult, but they're difficult for different reasons, okay? So you just go ahead and read it, and then when you're all done, we'll talk about which one is hardest and maybe why. After passing out the handouts, there were a few questions like, what do you mean by hardest? Yeah. There's always got to be a question like that. Yeah. <laughs> to which there's just an equally vague answer. It's whatever you think you can understand, I guess. What makes the most sense to you? Or you can go, whatever really means to you. 
Let's say it. Throw it right back at you. I thought it was a fair question, and Joe did get around to addressing it later. So uh, reading can be difficult for different reasons. Um, so with text one, the main problem with that is there's no grammar. Um, any sort of function words are taken out. There's no tense in it. Um, there's no um, connectors like and or but. Um, So, so one thing with text one and text two, um, the author was ChatGTP, um, and they're both stories. And in this case, it looks like kids or family things. So I think for a lot of people, they can take their background knowledge and kind of apply that. And okay, there's a pyramid and Jack falls and there's a bandage. So we, we can kind of guess what's happening there. Um, text two, it's like Danielle said, the vocabulary just isn't there. Um, now, I, I counted it earlier. I might be a bit off, but about 10% of the vocabulary is removed. Um, so someone who's reading it probably understands 90% of the vocabulary, but really comprehension could be much lower, like 50% or lower. It, it does depend on how much background knowledge they can bring to the story. Now, text three, Probably there's no real problems with the grammar or the vocabulary. Yeah. So there's no title to this. There's no topic. Do you want to guess before I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> it was flying a kite. So think about flying a kite and now read that again. Whoa. And now with a title, the text took on a whole new meaning. I mean, it got meaning. It, it suddenly became meaningful. It, it had a purpose. And for me, it suddenly became clear. I mean, how it did depend on your background knowledge, knowledge of kite building to be precise. Now, there were other questions that came up uh, about the uh, all of the texts. Yeah, one and two is ChatGTP, and text three was written by Bransford and Johnson in 1972. And of course, the room was mostly teachers, so of course they started to notice little things like typos. And... Is there a typo? At the very bottom? Yes. Okay. If things break loose, yes. Was that there in 1972? No, that, 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 was, that was me. Yeah, that was me. So anyways, text one, grammar is kind of a problem. Text two, it's the vocabulary. Text three, it's the topic. Now really, text three in the classroom, it's easy to fix. You just tell the students like, okay, we're reading about this. And then you go through and it should be, they should be able to understand it. Yeah, now text four, that's kind of difficult and that's what I'll be talking about today. And like Danielle said, the reason that's kind of difficult is because it's, there's just a lot happening in there. It's busy. It's like a word salad. Um, now maybe for the native speakers, you might be able to get through it, but I think for non-native speakers, it's more difficult. So the big question is, who is doing what to who in that sentence? So I, this, is, this one I found rather interesting. This was text number four from This American Life, number 639, entitled, In Dog We Trust. And the sentence is, exactly how much are the animals that live in our homes 
caught up in our everyday family dynamics? And a question mark on the end. So one more time. Exactly how much are the animals that live in our homes caught up in our everyday family dynamics? And I, I, this is where the, the sentence diagramming comes in. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I'll talk about today for the next few minutes is sentence diagramming. It's really old, 150 years old. There are some books published in Korea that deal with it, um, but it's not really popular. But anyways, basically what you do is you take the sentence and you put your subject right there and you put your verb there and maybe there's an object. And here's where he laid out the diagramming look of a sentence. So anyways, you, you start, you just put your basic sentence up here, subject, verb, object. So something like, I ate food. You don't need an object. Some verbs don't take it, but it's there. So that's the basic thing. Now with this sentence, so the subject is animals. And the verb, this is really difficult because it's a question. So, so for the two Korean students, you might know this. Do you know what the verb is? Yeah. Okay, pretty much. Caught up. So it's a phrasal verb, yeah. There's actually, it's in the passive though. So it's are caught up. Animals are caught up. Okay, but there's also another subject and another verb. And so this is what, like it's a relative clause. So we'll get to that in a second. So the subject of that is that and the, one more verb in the sentence. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is kind of the basic structure of text four. Now, because it's a relative clause, that is referring directly to animals. Right? So the animals are caught up in our lives and they live in our homes. And for right now, I'm just gonna leave it at that because <laughs> doing more would get kind of confusing. But, um, so, what we would do is just say like in our everyday lives and all the prepositions and all uh, prepositional phrases and adjectives and adverbs, you just kind of stick underneath. And I won't get into that today, but just right now the subject and the verb and if there is an object, it's right there. And that's the basic structure of the sentence. So, so now a question. So I, I've drawn it up there. Does it kind of help you understand that sentence more or is it just more confusing now? Now, I think this had a, it was helpful for some and less helpful for the others. For me, and the, kind of the reason I like diagramming, although I have never really delved into it too deeply, uh, but the reason I was attracted to it in the first place was simply because it's a visual representation of a sentence and how the, the different words work together. Um, some people might like that and others not. So the responses were a little bit mixed. So anyways, with some of my students, I do a reverse, um, no, a simplified version where we just go through and find the subject, verb, and object of every sentence. Um, but then as they get older, we do more things like this and it gets a little more complicated with more clauses. Yeah. Good question. Uh, so I mostly work with young learners. So elementary school kids, I would not even try that. It's just too far above them. But middle school, it works. And high school, it works. Uh, the only thing though is um, they need to have kind of a good command of English. So CEFR B1, they need to be like intermediate students. 
which is, they need to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and once they, 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 they kind of have enough English inside them, they, they can do this. And once they get trained, they can do it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they know all the words and they kind of have a, a feel for how English works. You know, and if they think about it, they, they could say that, you know, live is a verb and caught up is a verb. They can kind of do that without too much instruction in class. So yeah, that was, that was my other point. Um, they need to be like CFRB1 and they need to be like teenagers or older. With anything else, it, it just really does not work very well. Now actually, like, um, so, so in Korea, the Korean publishers do something similar. Like they'll have the, the sentence up here and then everything is like in parentheses and backslashes and I mean, I guess you've seen that in all your books. Does that help you learn English? Yeah, long sentences. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> so uh, um, my students have said it, it also helps them. Um, the problem is, is in the, the books that the Korean publishers make, there's so much stuff and there's so many lines, it, it gets a bit confusing. Um, and I, I think with the sentence diagramming, it's a kind of, um, they can kind of step back and look at it and see how everything fits together. The math right here is very logical. Yeah. No, um, I've heard that too. They both use the same word parsing. This is what we'd call this parsing. And yeah, they use that in coding too. Yeah. But I don't know anything about coding, so I think. Anyways, um, so most of my students that I've done this with, when we do it, they, t they don't really like it. Because <laughs> they have to like focus and, and think. Um, but then after we get going, they really like it. Yeah, they, they all like it. So that's all I really had. Cool. Anything else? Of course, of course. And that's where we ended the first part of our June 10th event uh, with uh, Joe uh, holding the uh, the front. I, I did look at a diagramming. I mean, you can look up and look for books and look for information online about diagramming. I did find a Microsoft sentence diagrammer and a little bit clunky, but it, it did uh, do the job, except I tried to put in the, the fourth sentence that, uh, that, that Joe gave us, the sentence that was exactly how much are the animals that live in our homes caught up in our everyday family dynamics. And it said it can't do that. I thought, huh. So uh, I, I don't. It's not a highly recommended app, and I'm sure there are other ones. But I just thought, oh, I would try that one that's uh, from Microsoft. Our next stop is uh, we moved, we packed things up, and we moved everything that we had down to the picnic area, and uh, actually, somebody had already gone down and was getting the barbecue started and getting things going so that by the time uh, we arrived down there, uh, things were cooking. Uh, well, almost. Excuse me, uh, Joe. Joe, Joe C. Yes. Uh, can you help Andre light that fire because he's having no success? No. <laughs> he's not a fire lighter.
What? Look at. Not red coals here. Oh, you got yellow. Something going white coals. He's gonna be the winner. What are you talking about? How many English teachers does it take to light a barbecue? Yeah, just get the meat on there. Get the stuff on there. I know cook. Takes several of us. As I said, I'm incompetent at starting a fire, so. Oh, she's almost got away on you there. Together, as a well-functioning chapter of Cotisol, we worked together and helped Andre light the barbecue. And then I went over and talked to some of our younger members to get their take on this event. What people? I love them. What's that bubble? Oh, this is the one. Oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You dropped it in. Now, just to be clear, uh, I had moved away from the barbecue pit. It was rather unsuccessful at that point there. And I was moving over to the children's area uh, where they were playing with bubbles. And so uh, we're talking about the bubble blowing thing you know, that had, it had dropped. William, can I see yours? Thank you. But we just did the, uh, we just did the chatting. Um, but this is so tough, people. What's top challenge? Oh, that's right. Oh, tough for that, yes. This is not fun Dude, you got about 10 seconds left. About this time, I looked over at the barbecue and I was very pleased to see that things were under control and things were actually starting to cook. I, for one, really like having kids at this kind of an event. I'm really glad that we did this. It just gives a whole nother dimension to, to Cotisol and to the people that are involved. It's, uh, it's just a, they, the kids, they make it a joy. I, I really loved listening to them. Try again. Can I blow? Yeah, Okay, 
So Joe, let's go. Let's go. Let's go over and talk to some people. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. How's your Korean? My Korean's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like stone tools. Yeah, me too. I'm saying. To announce your interview start. Not Have you tried these cookies? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What? Could you describe these cookies? It's chocolate cookie. And it's like. Peanut? Oatmeal? Oatmeal? Peanuts? I don't know. I think these are haystacks, aren't they? They look like it. I think what I would call haystacks. The cookies and Do you have cookies and Korean cookies? Korean cookies. Do they look different? Oh, no. It's round and. Ah, New Year's? Yeah, yeah. The moon. Moon. Have you tried them? Are they good? Yes, it's yeah. delicious. Okay. Really? Yes, over there. sweet. You can, not lying. You can <laughs> say whatever you want. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> made by Martin Todd. Made by who? Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd made these cookies? Martin, how, how did you make these cookies? I woke up at 4 a.m. and I put a 4 bunch of butter in the pot. And There's butter? Yep, butter. And I added some cocoa and a pile of sugar. <laughs> you see, we're not just teachers in a classroom. We are cooks. We are kite flyers. We are parents. It's, it's such a lovely thing to see people being themselves. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were singing. Anyways, did you try the hummus? Yeah. How was it? Good. <laughs> yeah. But not as good as the cookies, right? Oh, no. It's best. First. Greg, here. Thank you. Wait, one more time. Greg. Here. There. Mm. Fair. That's fair. That would be good. Like, okay, today's English lesson. Start with the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Next. No, it's like, here's a video. So that's why we have uh, editing, and we edit, so I edit my voice, so it's mm-hmm. adding a little bass and some richness <laughs> there. <laughs> Boost the mid-range. So that's why you like adding because it, it now sounds like it sounds in your head. Right. <laughs> a <laughs> bit of reverb. <laughs> and butter. <laughs> Do the downgrade the other person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> So how did it feel to uh, be talking at our Cotessel show? It was good. It was nice. I didn't expect so many questions, so that was kind of, I guess people are somewhat interested. So it was nice. It's an interesting topic. Yeah. And, and di- different people thought different texts were more difficult than, you know, no one agreed on one thing. So I need someone to, like, do that for me. You should get your students to do it. I should. <laughs> Actually, some, sometimes I don't understand what they write, and uh, I think they're trying their hardest. Because so. <laughs> it looks like text one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could probably do it again. Yeah, have you have you done a presentation? No, but I'm thinking of one. What would you do? What would the topic be? Uh, I have a great title. Mm. Cool. Sex, Lies, and the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of different things you could do with that. Well, 
I gave my conversation class a dating site so they could use, to, so they could learn paragraphs. And uh, it, it was very interesting. I bet. Yeah, so, well, well, hold on, I'm going to grab a, a hot dog. Mm-hmm. But then, what happened? I'm listening. What happened? Um, they thought the first part was really cool and Signing interesting. Signing up for a dating site. No, no. I made the dating site. Oh, you made the dating yeah. Ah, okay, okay. But the, the first thing we did was we talked about in groups all the uh, things for, uh, things that boys look for in girls and girls look for in boys. And we did it from both perspectives. And so they got to say what they thought the other sex was looking for in them before they told what they were looking for in a mate or a partner. A lot of them really enjoyed it. And then from them, it was very introspective because it was all about like they had to write about themselves and their interests and the kind of partner they were looking for. And uh, so... That sounds pretty fun. A lot of them said it was fun. I mostly teach elementary school students. It won't really work. It yeah. probably wouldn't work, yeah. and if it did work, you'd probably be in trouble. Yeah, big trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, you should do videos. Yeah, more videos. And have them do, like, rehearse the conversation, act it out, record it, edit it, like such. No, no, I get them to have actual conversations. I was doing a camp a couple of years ago and just what I told you before I had them make a video of a recipe so they had to make something uh, cook something and a lot of them got their parents to help and and they had to explain it and show it on video kind of like a YouTube presentation on mm. mm-hmm. cool and I, I bet, but kids, kids know how to do that. They've seen so much stuff on YouTube. They kind of know. They really enjoyed it, and their parents loved it, even more than the kids did. I got so many positive comments from the parents about it. Hmm. That I should try. Yep, that was the. That's cool. No one's judging. What's in your cup? This is uh, sugar water. I'm gonna take it. Unless there's no sugar. I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, it's zero, oh, it's zero sugar, sugar water. It's not sugar water. It's, it's uh, Sprite. The lies have got to stop. <laughs> Sprite, yeah. Sprite zero. Sprite zero. Hmm. Just to get a little bit of the taste and flavor in there as opposed to pure water this time around. Pure water, yeah. The pure water is just not all it's got to be. It's pretty spicy. <laughs> That's pretty wow. spicy. That's <laughs> good stuff. It's spicy. That's all you really need to know. And with that, we cleaned up the site, and people slowly filtered away. And it was a it was a really a nice event outside. I do like them when they're outside, and uh, lots of different people and the kids. And good food. The food was great. The The hamburgers were well cooked and the sausages were well cooked. And uh, we had hummus to go on with them as well. It was uh, it was really all round a good and good people. Boy, oh boy, it was a great event. And so thank you very much for listening. I know this is a little bit of a, 
of a, an eclectic episode, but uh, it was an eclectic day. So um, you have been listening to the Young in Cotisau podcast. My name is Greg Lewis. Join us, won't you?